welcome to the International Birch University podcast. Uh, the Department of Digital Communications and uh, Public Relations is home to the IBU podcast studio. I am Engin Obucic, your host today. Uh, Be Air Creative Europe Large Scale Cooperation Project is a collaborative project between nine European partners led by Radio Slovenia, which investigates the impact of sound on our environment and development. Over 100 experts from various institutions work to promote the importance of audio sensibility and address the visual-centric communication of modern media. We are joined by Sashka Rakev Berko from Radio Television Slovenia, who is the main coordinator of the Be Air project. Uh, Sashka has played a key role in leading the coordination of this innovative project, bringing together experts from across Europe to collaborate and explore the role of sound in our lives. We are delighted to have Sashka as a guest on the podcast today, where she will be sharing her insights and expertise on this fascinating topic. Welcome to the IBU podcast, Sashka. Thank you for inviting us. Is this your first time in Sarajevo? Exactly, yeah. And what do you think so far? Wow, I am uh, fascinated to say so, you know, like about the softness of the language, musicality of the language, the soundscapes, you know, on one hand, like very strong traffic, but on the <laughs> other hand, like laughter and like um, very beautiful, quiet moments. So it's a very interesting experience to be here and we are very happy to be here, the whole team. <laughs> Thank you, Sashka. Can you please tell us about the Be Air project? What are its primary goals? What is the project about? So the whole idea started from the question, what does the sound represents to people and to the world around us? Mm -hmm. And um, I would say what was the, um, the richness of the project is that we are nine organizations coming from seven European countries, but we are of very different profiles. So the scope of our network range from the national radio broadcasters to universities, research institutes and independent artistic collectives joining um, artists, researchers, academics, scientists, and journalists in the research of the sound. And uh, where has the research led you so far? What have you discovered? Well, it's important to point out that because we have so diverse profiles, we also have a very specific research questions mm -hmm. um, and we will later on present more in detail each of them. But uh, there is, if I took in for the Radio Slovenia, for example, one of our research questions is related to music and medicine. We are very much interested, you know, how the musical and sound interventions could be applied in a clinical medical setting. So we do have an expert collaboration teams of, um, um, that runs under the supervision of primary Dr. Igor Mikhail Raunik. He's a retired child neurologist and under his guidance and with his support, uh, we are developing very different activities. Among them, there is a hospital radio when when we are researching how we could, through sound art, address the very specific situation of young um, hospitalized children, you know, to ease their time and the time they have to spend in the hospital. So this is one of the research questions, but maybe I will just go briefly back and we'll say that uh, our project, its name is BR, Sound Art for Baby Toddlers and Vulnerable Groups. And the important thing is that really what interests us is, you know, how what is the role of sound in the whole circle of life, to say so, from the cradle, from the first days, until the old age, mm. but not in illness and in health. It's really fascinating to me because, you know, we're surrounded by sound all the time, at all times. And it's just that I haven't seen projects of this nature being developed and implemented in, in our community, in our you know, society. So this is a real refreshment, I would say. Um, well, this is a, as Sashka said, this is a collaborative project. Uh, exactly. Who are the consortium partners um, of, of the project and what role does IBU play? in the project, in the consortium, let's put it that way, in the consortium, yeah. Cool. So the reason why we are here today, it's because we were just present at the amazing opening of the exhibition that Ivo uh, presented, and it's called Sound Lifeline. Mm -hmm. So um, Ivo is uh, basically um, contributing to the project 
an amazing research on sonic remembrance and their work is about um, case study the siege of Sarajevo. What is really intriguing is, and this is like, I would say the model or the methodology of basically all the partners involved that we mm -hmm. are combining artistic research with the in-depth mm -hmm. academic research mm -hmm. and that they are in, um, enriching each other. So um, yeah, that's it. And then we, other partners will present more in detail their works. So. Um, um, the model of the production within the project, mm -hmm. the, it's also the methodology that Ibu is using, is that we are complementing artistic research with in-depth academic research and that uh, all this is basically developed in a long-term process. So what is sometimes a luxus to say so, you know, so we stand for slow academic production, slow journalistic production, slow low artistic production. And the idea is that the heterogeneous network of very different mm -hmm. partners involved would enrich each other so that we would share our different expertise, you know, to 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 enrich each other production. Mm -hmm. Seems to me that Radio Slovenia is committed to the project and uh, it's dedicated to its to developing its uh, content, I'd say. So what what's the role, would you please share with us, what's the role of Radio Slovenia within the project within beer? So one of the focuses uh, related to music and medicine, but the other one is related to the question of sound art for the youngest, for babies, toddlers. Um, the formats that we are developing together with partners um, is, um, if I if I point out a few of them, is like radio plays for babies. Mm -hmm. We are very much interested how we could invite sound into the cradle and how we can, you know, create through sound art a safe playground for the interaction between very little children and their caregivers. Um, we are also very much interested in the dramaturgical possibilities and compositional possibilities, you know, of composing for these very young audiences. And because we are today in the University of Architecture, we are very much interested in how to design spaces where we could listen together from early years on. So apart from the sound art for babies and their important ones to say so. We are also developing a format of symphonic works for babies and we commissioned four amazing uh, composers of um, contemporary music composition to develop a specific symphonic uh, compositions for with a thought about the youngest. So we also commissioned four um, composers to develop four new symphonic works that we just premiered one in January with our symphonic orchestra. And there are three more following in the next months to come. Um, the idea of creating the sound art for the youngest is that um, we really would like to sensitized to say so um, about the importance of sound, you know, but also um, about the potential of sound. So if I go back to the um, the sound art compositions for the youngest, what is mm -hmm. very important is that among, uh, apart from the Radio Slovenia, there are also two other partner organizations that are working and developing the same the same sound format. This is Radio Theater from Croatia and Baza Art uh, Collective from, from Belgrade. And you will hear far more about that when oh that's fantastic that's great uh, is architecture something that brings you to the international birch university is that the um, corporation that kind of uh, stems out of this you know it's always very much interesting to talk uh, also about the situations where we listen you know and how um and and, and to think about the sound in relation to the space yeah mm. so having the honor and pleasure to be uh, collaborating with colleagues from Sarajevo really opens amazing research questions also for us who are basically putting our works in uh, FM frequencies, yeah, um, in terms of, you know, how does the sensitivities of the space show itself through sound, you know, how do we feel the space through sound, how we can think the space through sound, yeah, how we can open the space through sound, how we can create uh, a space that will allow us to listen together, to be together, to create a community around the sound. So there are quite a lot of, even maybe one would not say so from mm. the first sight, you know, intertwinement between the space, sound, architecture, urbanistic planning, by the end, you know, maybe just to say so, but Leila will later tell you more about that. The starting point of the Ibu University was the question of sound pollution in Sarajevo. And mm. then this question brought them to the question of sonic remembrance. Yeah. So 
Is there a specific conclusion that you have reached so far in that regard? Hmm. Something that has impressed you? Well, I would say um, there are a lot of insights, you know, also, um, well, one of the things is also that we are doing the evaluation of the sound artworks that we are producing. And it's very amazing to see, you know, that sometimes what you write on the paper really functions in practice. Yeah. Mm. I mean, one of the goals uh, for, for this relational sound art for babies and toddlers is that, you know, they help to nurture secure relationships through sound and create, play, and create a space when the secure relationship could be formed, you know, and um, the compositions that we develop are really of a very complex nature. If, for example, we develop a radio opera for children, as mm -hmm. I mentioned before, symphonic orchestra pieces for children. And, you know, one would say, you know, but this is not really art for babies and toddlers, but when you see, you know, the uh, like parents coming with the <laughs> trolleys and very little that even do not walk yet or maybe mm. they are a few weeks old but then you see how they react to the sound and how sound provoke a contact between them and their loved ones and how they start to through sound enter into the space what it means that they feel good in the space and they feel secure enough you say wow sound really has a strong potential, you know, to connect us. It is amazing. And then also, as I mentioned before, there is this field of music and medicine, you know, uh, and um, the whole research that is related to, to, to that. And I will just share like a very, I won't say like, uh, just a thought, but that I think it's a very illustrative one, you know. We were doing um, um, a, a series of in very in-depth interviews where that was led by Igor Primari, uh, Primari Igor Mikhail Rauning, and he was inviting experts from all around the world that, that talked about the topics such as sound and dementia, sound, sound and Parkinson, mm -hmm. sound and epilepsy. And um, if I just share... One of the sentences that really touched me, there was a musical therapist, Michaela Kaucic, who was sharing her experience. And she basically said when her grandmother had a very strong dementia and she no longer knew who she is or, you know, where she is, they mm -hmm. could still connect through sound. So they were singing together the songs from her grandmother's youth. Yeah. yeah. So um, that just to mention how strongly embedded the sound it is in us. And it's very important to also notice that our auditory perception already developed before we are born, mm -hmm. you know, I think at the 27 weeks of gestation. So sound is something that is really in the prenatal consciousness. Yeah. And it, then it takes us till the end of it, the circle of life, to say so. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Is there a certain type of sound that we prefer that calms people down or promotes mutual understanding? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what is very fascinating? And yeah. um, that I think this is really individual. I would not say that, you know, we would. this is the beauty of the sound, yeah? So that to some extent um, um, uh, there was a, like... Um, uh, and this is exactly the beauty of creating for very little ones, one or a few days, you know, children and very little ones, because they are not yet culturally conditioned. You know, I would say that we develop the, our preferences for sound through our cultural environment, through our education, you know. It's, I think, mm. uh, common that like very often, you know, we inherited the taste, yeah. But there was a lot of researches done and one of them, it's amazing that they were doing a research on the very little babies and they saw that basically babies us are able to differentiate the rhythm far more in depth than the adults are. So our, you know, auditory perception is closing down older we are becoming. But, you know, when we enter into the world, you know, we are like an, uh, <laughs> a range of possibilities. And then we go into probably different sound directions. So I'm not sure if I would say that there is a specific sound that would have the same effect on every and each of us. And I think it's exactly the beauty because different sounds would affect us differently. And I will finish here, but I will just say that, um, you know, the sound is, even though it's so intimate and so fragile and, you know, I would say um, invisible, you know, it's really affects us wholly through body, through every cell of our body. You know, we cannot close the ears. And um, researching, you know, what everything could sound bring to the well-being, you know, of our lives and how we could um, live and work with sound, it really opens a lot of uh, possibilities 
be it in education, be it in a, in a um, context of medicine, be it in the context of urbanism, architecture. So yeah, and colleagues will tell you uh, more about how they are working with the potential of sound in their specific context. Thank you, Sashka. This has been fascinating. Um, since you act as part of the consortium, would you please introduce your next guest or your next colleague? Yeah, with great pleasure. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. great pleasure. So the next colleague is Sunchica Milosavljevic. He's an artistic director of um, 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 artistic company coming from Belgrade, Serbia, Baza Art. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. We would like uh, to welcome uh, Sunčica Milosavljević now and ask her to explain uh, the project from the part of from her side of the of the consortium. If I should put it that way. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much for this opportunity. As uh, Sashka has uh, already explained, uh, actually uh, all the partners in the project have some specific focus and a very specific research question that we are exploring and trying to find innovative or at least correct answers uh, uh, to. And so what Bazart is doing, and we are an association, we are actually a representative association in culture uh, from uh, Serbia for educational and scientific research activities in culture. So our work is very much uh, connected to education and to research. And uh, this is exactly what we are trying to uh, somehow establish through the project. What is the power of art in the upbringing of the child? And uh, for uh, what uh, we are doing is we are connecting the pedagogues and de developmental psychologists and other experts who are uh, um, whose uh, field of expertise and research is the development of the child and bringing them together in different relations with the artists and trying to create or at least to uh, to test uh, whether art making informed uh, through and by pedagogical inputs uh, can bring some uh, new quality. And uh, since I already know that you will ask me about the methods and the conclusions, I will tell you that um, it has shown uh, that uh, this uh, uh, method or uh, trying to work interdisciplinary in this way isn't easy at all. It is very difficult in, in practice. It's very nice in theory and it's very difficult in practice. Uh, and it is mainly the artists who are not sensitized to cooperate with, uh, with the scientists. And uh, the two processes which we try to bring together, mm -hmm. a scientific process, which is a analytical, synthetical, of course, and the uh, creation process, which is, again, creative, uh, don't uh, uh, come together so easily. Uh, we think that most probably it would be necessary to start very early in the training of both uh, the educators and, and the scientists on one side and artists on the other side in order to make such synergies easier and uh, possible. Uh, so this is what we are doing. Uh, we are working through the, uh, several disciplines, artistic disciplines and uh, several scientific fields. So yes, we are starting from the pedagogy field. We are moving towards the field of sound and music creativity. And then again to pedagogical field and then to theater. And uh, finally, we will uh, make a kind of a performative um, mm. format uh, based on uh, sound, but with some elements of live performance. Thank you for informing the public, uh, Sunj. This has been very, very uh, interesting and delightful. Thank you. <laughs> Would you please introduce your colleague who will yes, share? Yes, um, I am inviting um, mm -hmm. with pleasure Katarina uh, Kresic Grgic, the producer of the Radio Theatre from Zagreb, Croatia. Thank you and so thank much. Thank you. Uh, Katarina Kresic represents Radio Theatre Zagreb. Uh, Katarina, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us. Pleasure. Would you please introduce yourself? Would you introduce uh, Radio Theatre Zagreb and uh, tell us more about the project from your end, from your perspective? Yes, so uh, I'm a producer at uh, Radio Theatre. Mm -hmm. That's a small artistic organization from, mm -hmm. from Zagreb. Uh, um, a person that is uh, also 
the director of, of Radio Theatre is Pavlica Bajsic. She is a radio and theatre author and, and uh, director. And uh, we are, as I said, a small organization uh, and we are trying through, throughout our projects and uh, also uh, within uh, BR to uh, complement uh, radio throughout uh, different media and throughout mm -hmm. Uh, throughout uh, uh, um, different relationships uh, with uh, with the radio in in primarily theater, so we are we are doing uh, primarily uh, radiophonic theater productions, uh, and uh, within BR we made uh, we made uh, one new uh, radio theater production for children. Uh, it's called uh, Wars of the Worlds. And uh, within that production, we did uh, um, also a workshop with uh, with kids with uh, uh, with kids who are making radiophonic jingles uh, in, uh, through through the the workshop. Uh, and uh, also the other the other theater production is uh, Three Dead Sang uh, from author Hrvoje Korbar. It's a it's a story uh, for uh, for children about uh, uh, about instruments and how they are made and uh, it also uh, it, with with that uh, uh, theater play we we want to uh, teach kids uh, uh, about music and about uh, uh, also ecology and mm -hmm. and trees uh, that are they're singing uh, through through uh, their new instruments. Uh, and uh, through uh, with uh, Bier, uh, that uh, show and also uh, workshop, uh, musical workshop with kids uh, was um, uh, uh, we we uh, got because uh, in in Zagreb uh, I think two years ago uh, in Zagreb and Petrinja and uh, cities uh, around uh, was a big earthquake. And uh, and it was also Corona, so COVID uh, crisis, and so kids uh, weren't able to uh, from from uh, small cities around Zagreb weren't able able to uh, have um, uh, to 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 um, be able they weren't able to uh, see a lot of uh, theater shows and stuff, and uh, we went. Uh, uh, at uh, places that were that were hit uh, by the earthquake uh, with that show, and uh, we had a lot of, a lot of kids uh, there, and it was really really nice, and we were really glad to to do that. Uh, and beside uh, beside ki uh, kids children's uh, theater plays, uh, we also did uh, we also did uh, one radio radio play for babies. Uh, it's called Early the Gnome, um, uh, with ten episodes, and uh, the ba babies and kids are also re reacting really, really well to it. And we we went to uh, organized uh, listening sessions in kindergartens, and uh, and uh, we are uh, also evaluating the whole pro process. And uh, with the research, we are hoping to do to do, and we are planning to do more more. Um, theater and radio productions for babies and, and kids. And what's the main conclusion you have reached so far? Um, that this is uh, that this project for radio theater and I think for all of the, the partners is I think never ending project because uh, every time we do something something new we discover something new and we we get uh, some motivation for for doing uh, something something else and some new projects with with uh, new newfound uh, uh, knowledge. Thank you, uh, Katrina. This has been uh, very you. informative, and uh, we encourage you to continue and uh, you know along your path and 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 reach those um, and discover gold at the end of of the line. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. And uh, would you be so kind and uh, introduce your colleague? Uh, yes, I would like to introduce uh, Nicoleta. Nicoleta. Uh, Dojcimovic, uh, she is a coordinator of uh, BR team in RTS. Thank you. We would now like to welcome uh, Nicoleta Dojcinovic, uh, Radio Television uh, Serbia. Uh, Nicoleta is currently a coordinator of the B uh, Air project within the uh, Radio Television Serbia. Uh, Nicoleta, welcome. Thank you very much. Would you please explain uh, the project uh, from your side, from your perspective? What conclusions have you reached? What have you been working on? Well, um, um, Radio Belgrade, um, the part of Radio Television Serbia, um, we are, of course, um, uh, doing uh, radio shows. That's mm -hmm. for sure. But also we are uh, engaged or uh, involved 
uh, in dissemination and scientific work. On one hand, uh, there are shows for uh, for and about children, about the growing up, the, about their problems, speech problems, for instance, or about their memories, memories uh, before uh, they uh, they uh, uh, before their birth or after that, you know. Also, on the other hand, uh, we have uh, radio shows um, about memories and sounds um, of elderly people, 75 plus people. And um, the sounds are the ones that remind them of life in the countryside, the use of machines, the war sounds, screeching of different kinds, you know. And... Uh, um, we have uh, all kinds of uh, radio shows like uh, radio plays, uh, radio, mm, we have um, radio docu documentaries, uh, radio dramas, radio games, sound workshops. Um, we also have a, a music composition for babies and toddlers. Uh, so that's <laughs> briefly what we are doing. Uh, and also uh, those shows uh, represent uh, um, at the competitions and the festivals, you know, like Karl uh, Šuka or Pre-Italia or uh, Premio Sons. I think that's it. <laughs> Interesting. Thank you so much. How did we conclude, actually, okay, yes. for, for the end, that the radio uh, don't have to be uh, only talk mm -hmm. and uh, music, mm -hmm. that could be sound mm. and research. That's scientific great, research. That's a great point. Uh, radio, to me, has always been about sound, and uh, and now I'm very happy to see that actually it's being researched from from uh, the perspective that you have just uh, explained to us. So thank mm. you very much for that. I would like to 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 call actually mm -hmm. my colleague Heiki Wimoren. He's uh, from Finland, from University of Eastern Finland. All right. Thank you. We are now joined by Professor Heike Unimonen, uh, University of East Finland. Uh, Professor Unimonen is concerned with, or is rather, uh, working with uh, within the field of cultural studies. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, welcome uh, to IBU, Professor. Thank you. Uh, would you please explain uh, the current state of progress, the progress of your research concerning the uh, beer project? Uh, our part of the pre-BA project is, is related to with sound memories. I think well, a couple of my colleagues already mm -hmm. mentioned this. And with my colleague Helmi Järvelom, she's Professor Emerita from University of Eastern Finland. And we are very much interested in, in sounds and remembering. And and I think when we asked to join the pro, uh, the the. Uh, uh, the consortium, we thought that it would be nice to, to bring our program, radio program called Evening of Sounds to, to the wider audience, which means that the Evening of Sounds is the, is the program which has been around in Finnish broadcasting companies since uh, 2013. And, and, and it's a three-hour live broadcast that broadcasts environmental sounds. People call to the program and ask about the sounds of their childhood and agricultural sounds, sounds of today, digital sounds, whatever comes to my mind. We have, uh, comes to their mind, we have, you know, thematic programs such as, like I mentioned, digital sounds or, you know, nostalgic sounds and whatever, disappearing sounds. And, and we thought that it would be nice, nice to have this kind of program. And this is combined with, uh, with interviews with elderly people in, in, in care homes, because we also want to preserve the old sound heritage of, of those, those who still remember what it was like in the 30s or in the 40s, even in the 20s. And, and uh, we very much think that sounds are as any cultural artifacts that they need to be preserved for the, for the future generations. And, and we have a background as, as music scholars and ethnomusicologists, so it's kind of a natural thing to expand this this kind of thinking to to you know environmental sounds because that's it surrounds us and it affects everything we do and and we construct the sound the way we do and we interact with the sounds and so it's it seems to be uh, everywhere and it's thus it's you know very much worth researching. Mm -hmm. Have you received the feedback from the? 
individuals you've been the target group you've been researching uh it's seemingly quite pleasant we've been interviewing a couple of uh, quite a few people uh, before that so we have a vast record of 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 interviews in our archives and now that we have uh, uh visited elderly homes or, or care homes people seem to be for instance if there are uh, two or three or four people participating to research it's uh, they seem to find it pleasing at least they haven't told me that they <laughs> told us that they don't like it because it you know it's, it's quite nice to have you know hour and a half and talk about the good old times mm. or the bad old times because sound doesn't have to be a nice one all, all the time and that's what we also aim to do in our program it's it's not just you know pleasant sounds it's just you know it can be very annoying as well and mm. and unpleasant or indifferent you, you might have an indifferent relation to sound sound and you know it's it's a very wide re- reaching topic it seems to evoke memories pleasant yeah. pleasant memories yeah thank you uh, very much uh, professor imon and it has been uh, very informative uh, very evocative thank you so much would you please introduce your colleague now i will uh, our next guest is professor leila odobasic novo here at the international birch university welcome Okay. Well, I would like to uh welcome uh, Professor Leila Odobashnova. Prof- uh, Leila, we know each other because Leila is a professor at the uh, Department of Architecture at International Birch University. Leila, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Would you please uh continue this line of great spe- speakers and share with us uh, the role of IBU of International Birch University within the consortium and uh, your role within the project? Okay, thank you. Well, thank you for organizing this great podcast. Um uh, well, as you know, I'm the coordinator in front of the in front of Ibu and our work package um as Sashka mentioned primarily was supposed to be looking into sound as pollution. But as we got into researching the real like pollution effects of sound in, in our current context, we realized that um, it's really about sonic memory more and pollution as a means of sonic memory in terms of the war. Um, I mean, in the local context, most people have been affected, whether firsthand or secondhand, the second generation. And so we decided to take that path instead. So our research consists of um, testimonies. We've interviewed 15 local um, witnesses that lived through the siege, um, and they have been um, interviewed here at Ibu. We've transcribed the interviews and the entire research framework is based around their narratives. They vary in ages, gender, um, and their role within the siege itself. Um, after we've, we've concluded, or not concluded, but after analyzing their stories, um, we've, we've, we're resting on two primary uh, tracks. So we have the research component, but we also have artistic production that complements the research. And as Sashka was mentioning, where we just opened up our exhibition Sound Lifeline at the Historical Museum of Bosnia and Herzegovina. And there you can see the three um, research components. So we have the documentary film, which is basically the summary of those testimonials and then we have we are working with two artists uh, Haris Sahacic and Mirsada Zecho who are working who have done um Uh, compositions, musical compositions. One is an electroacoustic composition, which Harris has composed for us, and the other one is a sound uh, composition. So uh, Harris Sahajic has composed an electroacoustic composition, again, based on the testimonials, but it's a recreation of the sounds um, of the war in a very specific manner. He composed it as a symphony. And so it's it's sort of an attempt at recreating these memories so we have the component of listening of the sounds during the siege of listening to the testimonials of the people repeating those memories and then the recreation of those same sounds the idea was also to allow the people who lived through the siege and who carry those memories to be able to face them once again mm-hmm. but in a safe environment and also in a very specific way not to re-traumatize people but it's an act of refacing uh, memories and then the third piece by Mirsada really deals with this element of music as therapy or music as mm-hmm. as a potentially um, music as a healing moment mm-hmm. and so each three pieces have a very different role but they kind of tie in together and of course and there's a research component that we're working on uh, in, at, at the same time so we're looking to 
publish um, a scholarly article and then a final publication at the end. Um, if you're going to, going to ask me about conclusions of some sort. I might ask you. <laughs> <laughs> like Katrina was saying, I don't think there are direct conclusions per se, um, but uh, it's, an, it's an ongoing field and it's something that needs to be further explored. Um, but we read our book, come to our right. exhibition, and then, and then you will, I think you, you can make conclusions for yourself, not just you, but hopefully all the listeners. So thank, thank you, you very much, very Leila. Much. So you have just, um, well, yeah, yeah, we'll have to buy the book and read it and then we can uh, take it up with you. Can we discuss it with you afterwards? Yes, yes. It, it's going to be available for free at the end of the project. So we'll make sure to disseminate it and, and you know, for all of our listeners who are you know, interested in the, in the topic. So should I maybe introduce our next guest? I think that would be a great idea. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So next up, we have Yorgos Samantas from Twix Lab from Greece. He's an anthropologist and a sonic and uh, artist, sonic engineer. He will tell you more. I, I apologize if, if I got that term right. So he's up next. Right. Uh, we would now like to welcome... Um, Yorgos uh, Samantas. Uh, Yorgos is a uh, sound engineer, sound anthropologist, to be specific. Uh, Yorgos, welcome. Uh, uh, thank you for having me. Enge, right? Uh, Enge, yes. Uh, Leila introduced you in a really uh, special manner. So <laughs> please uh, tell us uh, tell us where, uh, what the progress, or tell us about your project. What is it that you're doing right now? Within beer, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Actually, our, our package, our work package is called Audibility, uh, mm -hmm. and we are concerned with uh, the experience uh, of sound and music mm -hmm. uh, with uh, the deaf and hard of hearing. Uh, so that's been a very, very intriguing uh, research project. So we are mm -hmm. after some academic inquiry. But before that, our field work is also very, very exciting because uh, it involves a pedagogical uh, level. Mm -hmm. So we're working mostly with kids uh, in, in their teenagehoods um, and uh, we're pro proposing uh, artistic tools of artistic education through sound and music uh, and we're kind of filling a gap here within the Greek uh, educational system because, uh, and this is not just about Greece, it's more generalized possibly misunderstanding or a st stereotype, so to speak, uh, that the deaf and hard of hearing have, have no relation to sound uh, or music. So we're proposing ways of how to fill in this gap. And of course, uh, at the same time, we're trying to address to more general audiences to the dis to, towards the de deconstruction of mm -hmm. the stereotype. What are some of the ways that you're using to address this issue? Actually, we're using extensively the notion and practices of uh, what we call sensory tr translation. So how to translate uh, sound into other modalities, other uh, senses. That involves, of course, technological mm -hmm. uh, applications. Uh, for example, vibrotactility. Uh, so how does this, and that goes very close to the physics of sound. Sound is vibration, sound mm. is waves, right? So we can feel them and we can also see them. Uh, so we're also using uh, uh, translation to visuals, something uh, I think sound designers are very acquainted with. Uh, for example, you see sound while you're cutting, while you're editing uh, before, mm. sometimes even without needing to, to listen to it. Right. Yeah. So you can see sound waves or you can tra translate sound into uh, shape, form and color through spectrograms. Mm -hmm. But uh, furthermore, we're also using conceptual tools coming from the field of uh, art and music, like uh, graphical scores, uh, methodologies coming from acoustic ecology, deep listening techniques, uh, attentive listening into the environment. Uh, so we're proposing them as questions and as educational methodologies in order to create or co-create with the children um, their, their, their work pieces of work while learning. Mm -hmm. Any conclusions so far? I tend to ask this question. <laughs> conclusions? Yeah, it's always an awkward question, right? Uh, I think the, the answer is uh, artworks, art. This mm -hmm. is what we can make sense out of... Uh, out of a particular artwork, and every every work has its own approaches, uh, uh, its own let's say outcomes, 
And I think the way we see and understand or hear uh, provides further understandings of how is it to relate to sound uh, and music uh, being deaf or not being deaf. <laughs> Thank you so much for this. It's really fascinating, and uh, we certainly look forward to, you know, um, learning more about the outcomes Thank of, you. of the project. Thank, Thank you, so, you much. so much. Would you like to introduce your your colleague? And of course, of course. We're very happy to have with us, I believe, uh, Giuseppe Gavazza uh, from uh, Conservatory of Cuneo, but also the Cresson and Saga uh, partner. Right. And uh, now uh, we are joined by uh, Professor Giuseppe Gavazza, uh, Cresson and Sag, Grenoble, France. Uh, welcome, uh, Professor. Thank you. Uh, we've heard a lot about the Beer project. We've listened to different perspectives that your yeah. colleagues have approached the project, project from. Would you please share your own perspective? Oh, well, I think... Uh, I can um, I can explain uh, introducing a little bit what is Cresson. Cresson means uh, Centre de Recherche pour l'Environnement Sonore, the Research mm -hmm. Center on the Sonic Environment, and um, is an architectural educational center that uh, um, put together several uh, um, pluridisciplinary research team, crossroad of uh, engineering architecture and uh, human science as uh, of course arch architect uh, urbanist as well as a sociologist uh, anthropologist philosopher uh, geograph and artist especially musician of course yeah. so was found in the uh, in the in the building and in the activity of a superior school of architecture in grenoble more than 40 years ago and the specificity and the originality for that period is that is an approach to architecture, urbanism, and what we call now ambiance from the point of listening and not from mm -hmm. the point of view. So giving attention to the sound, give it attention to the listening, give it attention to the sonic uh, to the sonic ambient. So this is uh, the, the main, the main uh, line of the research of, uh, of the, the lab where I, which I collaborate. I am a musician. I live in Italy and I teach in the music conservatory in Italy, but I have this uh, research part. Uh, Grenoble is not so far from Turin where I live, mm -hmm. so I can uh, switch my activity. Certainly. Uh, what have you learned so far in the projects? Well, um, it's interesting. Uh, for me, it was uh, a very, the project is, for me, is starting in some way because we cross uh, several, nine, it seems, uh, different uh, mm -hmm. institution, competence, skills, uh, that have one common point that is the sound, the listening, and uh, was very fertile at this cross between also different nations because we have France, Italy, uh, Slovenia, Croatia, mm. Bosnia, Greece, Finland. So really was a very open, a very wide uh, perspective on uh, with the common love, finally, uh, with the common love, uh, the common passion for the listening and the sound. And this is, I think, very fertile for the future. I think also in perspective as a teacher, me, to have contact uh, with the realities like university, radio, mm -hmm. research center, that can be a good synergy with the normal activity of a musician or, or a researcher in the field of the sound. Well, thank you very much, Prof Professor Gavazza. I feel inspired already. The, the, the project, the BEAR project, seems to be highly inspiring. Uh, I'm a musician too, and yeah, I, okay. you know, I see the value of it. Indeed, it's it's special indeed. Yeah. Okay, so open your air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Open your air. That's great. Thank, thank you, you so much. Would thank you please you. introduce your, your colleague? Who's uh, Gregor? Gregor Pierce is a musician too and come from uh, uh, Ljubljana, is correct? All right, it's a pleasure to uh, now to introduce um, Mr. Gregor 
Pirsch, uh, Radio Television Slovenia. Uh, this is the ARS program uh, the, or the third radio program. Did I get this right? Absolutely. Of Radio Slovenia. Of Radio Slovenia. That's important <laughs> to uh, uh, pronounce. Um, all right. Uh, I understand, Greg, you're a musician too. So would you please share your perspective, um, uh, perspective of a musician on the beer project? What have you been researching? Mm. So as, as first, thank you for inviting me, inviting well, us, having us here, because it's really, pleasure. It's, it's such a pleasure mm-hmm. uh, to be on the final meeting of the consortium mm-hmm. in Sarajevo. Mm-hmm. This is, um, I've never been here before, and I have to say, first it was time. my lo- long time wish to come here. So I'm here now. Welcome. That's great. And it's a pleasure uh, having you. Brilliant things and very deep things in artistic sense are happening here, mm-hmm. or we have now uh, gone through. So I'm so happy not to miss this opportunity. Otherwise, I'm, yes, I'm a composer and also a cellist. I'm a head of music of the third program of Radio Slovenia, which um, somehow puts me into the position that for decades I'm taking care about uh, contemporary music. My focus has always been how to promote, stimulate, um, present contemporary new works, so the music, artistic music, this range, ranging from so-called serious, uh, serious music to jazz, um, stimulating new works, um, presenting them on tribunes and so on. So somehow this life pulse is what I want to um, somehow feel within the radio program. And we are also trying to bring this life pulse, this creativity to radio this is this has been so from eternity mm. so it happened that uh, Sashka Rakev Perko back in may, maybe 2018 or 19 uh, we started discussing this possibility how to join forces between radio drama and mm. music to bring this um this um point of um, um, connecting the, we said, a virgin human soul, babies, toddlers, vulnerable groups, and finally all of us, uh, to connect this with so-called serious art. In my case, that was, of course, uh, serious musical art. This is not uh, not the, the kind of art that would uh, attract a lot of listeners. <laughs> we are not listening to it in stadiums, <laughs> you know. It's just more intimate. We are happy if, if, if the halls are half full and so on. So you really need sp- to have certain special effort uh, uh, to, to actually understand it and... There was this uh, funny question uh, that appeared to me, because I have to confess at the beginning, I did not really believe Sashka, uh, which, which came with, with um, an idea that um, toddlers and babies are capable of perceiving very, very demanding um, artistic stuff. So um, I said, my God, are we going to project um, concerts? Okay, let's make concerts for general public. But they m- maybe bring some toddlers and babies along <laughs> and finally we finished up with pure concerts for babies and toddlers and maybe if they invite their parents it's, it's their <laughs> thing but they're really in, in focus. So there was this main question um, you know people were asking me Ah, do you think that toddlers and babies need contemporary art? I mean, normally the art, uh, the kind of art we make for babies and toddlers is specialized. It's like (laughs) nice lullabies or no, 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 no. Now we are inviting big composers like, you know, maybe Beethoven's of the 20th century (laughs) uh, to compose for them. I said, you know, well, I don't know. I don't have a kid, to be honest, (laughs) but... Um, I'm, I'm basically pretty sure that it will benefit them. But uh, on the other hand, I'm very pretty much sure that the contemporary music needs babies, toddlers, and this reflection on how sound affects um, virgin human psyche. So to say, as we defined in this prototype um, of, of the project, and also we added that uh, we want 
to have, or we, we want to promote another kind of radio. Uh, this is the radio that can be informative, of course, can be um, also um, um, somehow uh, disseminating uh, nice music, but can also be very, very reflective, demanding and connecting, not just politicians, but also scientists and, and artists and journalists. So that was the starting point, that was the idea. And um, we then added the third point, that is uh, an innovative radio platform to bind all this um, quite a broad, almost uncontrollable spectrum of possibilities that have already been presented here from different angles of partners. That was uh, so-called Air Platform. This is a platform to like an innovative radio station that I will maybe explain just a bit later. So if I return back to the, to, to, to the <laughs> first ever concert for babies, toddlers, and vulnerable groups that we performed on 21st of January um, in the studio 26 of Radio Slovenia with a symphony orchestra of RTV Slovenia and with Katrin Larsen Maguire conducting, very good and renowned conductor, playing, uh, actually they performed a piece from Slovenian composer Larisa Verhunz uh, entitled So Quiet. With a lot of reflection, uh, there is three pages long list of literature that the, the author w went through, uh, of course, um, following also all many of our contents that, that we provided in the frame of the beer project, like uh, webinars, um, uh, films, uh, arti other art artistic productions, mm -hmm. to decide how to make a concept that would be sustainable and, 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 and useful for babies and toddlers to perceive, because this is, as I said, serious music. So we put the orchestra all around the studio. We put it on a bit higher ground to protect <laughs> the crucial instruments. And then we put nicely some comfy chairs and nice soft stuff, some cushions and so on, along with two um, instruments with metal washers and feathers that could be played by the mm. toddlers and so on. So there, it was a partly interactive. Um, it was, of course, um, partly also improvisational because we didn't want uh, just to put uh, the, the, the youngsters into, into a position to um, somehow to, to be there and wait, and then the music starts. That, that mm. might frighten them. So when they, they entered, there was introductory improvisation, mm -hmm. then the piece started, and while they were leaving, um, it, it was some music <laughs> as well there. So we completely adapted so-called concert ritual for that mm -hmm. purpose. There was uh, that, that was a very deep experience. Um, I have to I have to say that uh, we also performed a general rehearsal for so-called um, babies and toddlers and children with uh, um, uh, multiple disabilities, so mm. to say. With we didn't know how what to expect, how these uh, young people will react. Maybe they will be terri terrified and so on. Mm -hmm. So we predicted that something like that would happen and, of course, uh, informed the parents to bring them out <coughs> and so on. But finally, we had... We, we, we found out these are the deepest listeners. I will never forget the faces of these people that... Um, of course, the society is a bit cautious about, you know, because they maybe don't have some expected skills. I had this feeling they have much deeper experience with this demanding classical music stream that, that, that was unfolding all around them. So I have to say, um, then I said, Sashka Rakev Perko, Thank you, <laughs> because you, you, you've taken us through all the way so that we really persisted to do 
a con such kind of specialized concert. And uh, then, of course, we, we got a lot of praise and good uh, feedback from the parents, from toddlers, from, from the chief conductor, from people that were observing and they say, oh my God, this is, this is so interesting. This, this, we could easily make a series of such a concert in Ljubljana now. Yeah. So that's, that's the aspect we are talking. We are talking about possibility of lasting changes in mentality of, um, I know, starting from radios, then cultural <laughs> politics, Anybody that's fixed on certain levels and certain levels of expectations, what culture is. So we are trying to soften that and maybe um, um, produce some soil for this grass to grow green in new unexpected yeah. directions. So as I already explained, there is also this uh, third technological point, mm -hmm. uh, so-called air platform that we are um, uh, developing with our partner, the uh, Josef Stefan Institute, the, mm -hmm. the main technological uh, innovative institution, public institution in Ljubljana, in Slovenia. Um, and uh, we conceived uh, this platform as an innovative web radio channel mm -hmm. that would be an artistic work in itself, kind of artistic declaration. Okay. Um, so we developed by now a platform that is capable of joining mus musicians in live projects. This is now very common thing, but the idea comes before from the times before Corona. Um, and um, somehow uh, all the, their inputs, all the tracks of their inputs mm -hmm. are stored in what we call the air subconscious, kind of, of course, multiple storages and mm -hmm. it's nicely documented and we are storing tracks and masters and everything. And on the top of that, we are now uh, implementing the second phase, um, uh, the automatic um, yeah, sound engineer. This is already uh, been done by now in pure data. And also a system of decision making to produce new context of the chunks of distort material. So all this will be um, presented anew and anew and anew. We keep, keep evolving somehow. And here we are planning to implement certain, um, certain um, uh, possibilities that um, machine learning actually offers. We will um, probably not come very far because there, there is not a lot, of, a lot of input data by now, but it's a start of this um, air thing, which uh, was declared to become, um, after certain period of usage, a sound sculpture that feeds on sonic memories and uh, and actually has been granted or leaves its eternal life mm. in far into future or or at least that lasts till uh, the end of our digital era. So something cumulative, and we are of course planning to build a community around that a community of artists and scientists. So. That would be um, the third point, a bit exotic and very technological. Um, and um, I would say, if, 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 if you ask me what we really learned from that project, I would say that we learned that it's always worth to believe in things however impossible they seem and uh, however disconnected in certain uh, regard. But um, we, 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 we have to use actually a lot of intuition, a lot of artistic feeling to join all these fields. Um, sometimes um, just an idea, just the mental factor is not enough. Mm -hmm. Because when we start thinking about it, we can maybe even go mad. It's just a, a thing too large. But finally, when we settle down and we continue with uh, what we consider our 
calling somehow everything settles down and I think that Pierre of course will finish till the year of 2023 but this will not be the last words said about what we actually um, what we actually initiated here I strongly believe it's it will continue after the official end date. Thank you so much, Gregory. It's, it's certainly a very fascinating project and I look forward to learning more about it. Thank you very much. Thank you. So the next guest uh, is uh, Mr. Jan Jona Javorsek uh, from the Network uh, uh, Infrastructure Center of the Josef Stefan Institute in Ljubljana. Okay, we would like now to uh, welcome um, Jan uh, Jona uh, uh, Javorsek, um, Josef Stefan Institute, uh, the head of Josef Stefan Institute. Um, yes, I'm actually the head of the Network Infrastructure Center. Um, the institute is quite large and it usually is involved in uh, projects uh, in a slightly different capacity. Here we are more in the role of technical support. But uh, in our view, uh, science and knowledge are applied as technology and it does not have to be uh, industry that does the application. We are actually very interested in this kind of collaboration where we could uh, apply technology in the context of culture or on different approaches to research and knowledge. And not just by providing our uh, infrastructure, which is in this case uh, mostly the network support and the support for web technologies and knowledge technologies, uh, but also because we can then learn and uh, learn how to present knowledge and how to interact with people in a more deep uh, way. Uh, for us, it, it's very important to collaborate with a project that includes uh, ideas such as slow journalism, or for me, the term deep journalism would probably be more resonating, because we think that very often um, areas are presented in depth only for specialists or interest groups, and the general public is never even offered the chance to understand either science or art uh, in a more precise or more accurate fashion. Um, when we discussed this project with my colleagues at the beginning, uh, it resonated with me because of another idea. Um, often in general uh, journals, you meet a lot of information about some activities such as movies or sports. And uh, if, you do, if you don't think about it, you don't understand that this is actually a part of a concentrated public relations effort. And sometimes I think that in the arts and also in science, we don't think enough about how we could present our activities in a more interesting, more engaging way, but also in a more approachable way to the general public. And uh, when I see a project that approaches uh, all kinds of public, not just uh, the, in the already interesting parts, but also youngsters, uh, people that normally wouldn't be in contact with this kind of art, I think it's really uh, the, the good approach uh, to not just to get more public, but to, uh, to get better participants for the future. And um, I've been thinking about this, for example, when we had the open day at the Institute and we interacted with young people that came to see what we were doing. And it was exactly this kind of activity, uh, not just uh, because it is directly engaging with the public, but because I remember that most of the people that participate on our site then remember that this was their first engagement with the, our institute. And similarly, this kind of project, this kind of effort um, is usually the first kind of engagement with uh, create creative art, uh, sound art, uh, but most especially thinking about these subjects for the people that will become artists in these areas in the future. And it's for this reason that, that we have been all very, very interested in participating in the project. Uh, but it was also kind of a pleasure for us because, you know, it is rewarding if you say that uh, you have constructed extremely fast network or provided very fast data access for some kind of a very complicated research purpose that only a limited public will uh, understand. But when you can use the same facilities for something that can approach completely different people, it's it's so much more rewarding in a way. But at the same time, of course, it goes both ways. Uh, in the past, we had many encounters with uh, with uh, 
um, people that became collaborators, long-time collaborators of the Institute, either from the arts or for philosophy, and, and we are looking to, to continue this kind of work in the future. And where do you see yourselves, let's say, uh, within, within a year? Where will the project uh, head? Well, uh, on one side, we do not presume to, to dictate or project what the artistic um, participants in the project want to do. But uh, in the proposal already, we promised, of course, to not just continue the technological support, but also that all the software that is developed either by our artistic collaborators mm -hmm. or our programmers from the company uh, 7 over 9, uh, or uh, our researchers will be in public, um, uh, public accessible, so free software licenses, and also made available to international community. Mm -hmm. So we are, of course, going to also continue the support to the website and the repositories and facilities. So we expect this project to, to be a point of growth that will continue in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. This has been a rather interesting podcast. We've had many, several guests and have enjoyed every word of it. Uh, the BEAR is a fascinating project and we commend it to you. The Department of Digital Communications and Public Relations is home to the IBU podcast. Thank you. Thank you.